5: in places like Mississippi and Oklahoma, uh, because some Americans are trying to use an anti-parasite horse drug called Ivermectin uh, to treat coronavirus, to prevent contracting coronavirus. Um, What would you tell someone uh, who is considering taking that drug?
0: Don't do it. There's no evidence whatsoever that that works and it could potentially have toxicity, as you've just mentioned, with people who have gone to poison control centers because they've taken the drug at a ridiculous dose and wind up getting sick. There's no clinical
5: evidence that indicates that this works. For a long time now, I've been reading about prominent mask opponents and vaccine skeptics, talk radio hosts and other personalities getting COVID and dying. Um, There have been a number of those reports in the last week What goes through your mind when you see stories like those? Well,
0: Jake, it's tragic because you don't want to see anybody, regardless of what their position is or their ideology, you don't want to see anyone get sick or die, particularly as a physician and a scientist. I do everything in my entire career to safeguard the health of people and to save lives. So even if they have views that I completely disagree with, it's really tragedy to see them get sick and dying fundamentally because they're putting aside and avoiding the public health principles that we talk about all the time.
1: Well, there you go. And that's where we are because those of you that are not vaccinated are you you're ridiculous. You're trying to get treatments that just don't work. Ivermectin, uh, that's given to horses, you ignorant people. Uh, and so they're coming into uh, you know, emergency rooms and Uh, People are dying because they're unvaccinated, because everyone knows that the vaccines are the, that's Dr. Fauci tells us, they are the most effective. Uh, They're so effective, we need a booster shot now. But ivermectin is ridiculous. You should not be taking it. And you shouldn't be taking hydroxychloroquine, because they've already discredited that. The only thing that will save your life are the vaccines that Dr. Fauci is proclaiming. And so that's the party line, and that's where we are. And that's why uh, when you go to your doctor, you can't get care. Uh, I've had email after email. I've seen it in my own personal life with my friends. Uh, They send you home and then they tell you can go, you can get some medicine if you go to the hospital. And if you go to the hospital, you won't get ivermectin. You won't get hydroxychloroquine. You won't get a lot of treatments. And many of you have lost loved ones because of that. And many of you are desperate. And that's why I'm doing this show today. Uh, Because we have some hope for you. And I hope that you're listening. Um, One of the the person that's right in the center of this that has developed something so incredible uh, that it really will provide practical help for you, and that's Dr. Ben Marble. He has founded this organization called MyFreeDoctor.com. It's a new model of medicine. We're going to talk about COVID. We're going to talk about MyFreeDoctor.com and all of it. I told him before we started talking here that I have 5,000 questions, (laughs) but maybe not quite that many, but Dr. Ben Marble, thanks for joining us this morning.
4: Thank you for having me on your show. I really appreciate it. We need to get the word out to, to America and let everybody know what's going on and that we can actually help uh, patients and treat this early and uh you know keep people alive save, some, you, save as many lives as we can
1: you know as i as I heard about what you're doing I, I thought it I thought because I was talking to one of the frontline doctors who helped my husband and i mm-hmm. my, he she saved my husband's life uh he had terrible you know double pneumonia with uh and he, she, uh, she prescribed ivermectin, and I had to go around the bend to get it for him, but she saved our lives. And I was talking to her, and she has, uh just desperate to help people. And when a doctor like you and like her and the many others don't tow the party line, there's a price to be paid, isn't there?
4: Oh, yes, absolutely. Certainly the cancel culture commies come after you, uh, and uh, that's you know, a problem nationwide. You know, you look at the big picture of this. I, I call it the medical Marxist COVID cult, uh, and uh, Dr. Death Falsey is the guy dishing out the Kool Aid, and the Kool Aid is the uh, is the fake vaccine. Um, it's crazy what's going on globally. Um, they're following what I call falsi science, which is corrupt. Science paid for by billionaires where they pay for ten studies they only publish the one study that gives the results that makes them money they bury the nine studies that, that don't uh back their their desired results and so that's not real science that's false science and um yeah dr fauci is the is the proponent of this, and he uh You know, for example, if you look at what happened last year, we followed all of his recommendations, all of his policies, masks, lockdown, social distancing, vaccines, and all that. And what did it get us? It got got America the highest COVID death toll on the planet. So now this year, they want to double down on all the things we know that don't work. So if we do that, uh, then next year, we're going to still have the highest death toll on the planet because we know things. Uh, like masks do not work. The simplest explanation for why masks don't work is they don't cover your eyes. You can get covered through your eyes, so take off the stupid mask. It's not doing anything other than virtue signaling the people around you. you, know, you know, here's what I tell people. Actually, the mask is the new swastika. Okay, think of it like this. <laughs> yeah. 1941, you wore a swastika. and It didn't have any function other than to let people know that you were uh, com- you were part of the, the uh, Nazi party. Wearing a mask doesn't do anything, doesn't stop COVID at all, but it lets everybody know you're a compliant sheep, that you'll do the things that don't work. Um, And uh, I see it, you know, this is sort of a radical point of view, but if you look at the numbers, you look at openveris.com, you know, over 20,000 people have already died since they introduced the vaccines, which was in December, have been more deaths from these vaccines in uh, nine months, than all of the vaccines combined in the past 30 years. So there's um, so many different topics to t- discuss here, but yep. the bottom line on the vaccines is that these are not real vaccines; these are fake vaccines. They don't—they're nothing close to the definition of the word vaccine. Now the problem is, is the people who redefine words redefine the word to include this poison. So what I'm starting to tell people is, I am anti-vax. The day they, they started defining poison as a vaccine, that's the day I became anti-vax. Yep. So, you know, everybody likes to say, oh, I'm not anti-vax. Well, yeah, I am anti-vax. If you're going to include poison in vaccines, then yes, I'm anti-vax. And I'm never taking another vaccine again as long as I live. Mm-hmm. Because why? I don't trust the manufacturers, the billionaires who make it, the people like Bill uh, Gates who've who's gone on, done TED Talks about how they're going to use vaccines to the, reduce the global population by a billion people. So if you look at the big picture of what's going on, uh, there's, you know, some would say it's conspiracy theory, but there's a pretty good argument to be made that the pandemic is in progress and their plan is to kill as many people as possible. Mm -hmm. Uh, And once you think maybe that's what they're doing, then a lot of their decisions make sense because everything they seem to favor, the simplest example, no treatment until hospitalization. If you don't treat people until hospitalization, how are you supposed to reduce hospitalization? That's not possible. So, you know, it's of course on the foundation of medicine. You treat all, the, all illnesses as early as possible. And uh, so for the official party line, as of today, we're a year and a half in this pandemic, and the party line is still no treatment until hospitalization. Yes, that should I, tell people something is wrong. Right. Something is wrong with the CDC. Something is wrong with the FDA. Why are these people in charge making these decisions to maximize death? Another example... Once you get in the hospital, uh they Rimdesivir, Rimdesivir, horrible drug, causes renal failure, makes people worse, but that's the official protocol to give people this drug that you know gonna increase your odds of dying. So it's pretty disturbing what's going on it's, in a big picture all around the world. But anyway.
1: It's very disturbing. And I think one of the things you alluded to just now is look, this sounds wild this sounds like wild talk to some people. I have in <laughs> fact. I I should give an example. Look, they just heard you give five, seven minutes on uh, a lot of things. Uh, But to a person who believes the party line, it sounds radical. And I want to have someone who believes the party line talk to us. It's Noam Chomsky, who's a philosopher, political activist. uh, And uh, this is what he had to say about unvaccinated people. I just want you to hear how I would say, I don't know what the percentage is, but lots of Americans look at it this way. This is clip four.
3: People who refuse to accept vaccines, I think the right response for them is not to force them to, but rather to insist that they be isolated. If people decide, I am willing to be a danger to the community by refusing a vaccine... They should then say, Well, I also have the decency to isolate myself. So, if someone, uh, if smallpox turns out to uh, become rampant again, and some people are insisting on running around to public places where they might have smallpox, well, you've got to do something about it. We're not at quite that situation, but it's a similar one. So I think we should first attempt to establish conventions that will be understandable by people with some moral capacity. Try to convince them that it's your right to refuse to get a vaccine, but then it is your responsibility to isolate yourself so you don't harm others.
1: All right, so that's Norm Chomsky. A lot of people look to him. Well, he's a philosopher, and yes. he's saying uh, that if you don't get a vaccination, I know Norm Chomsky. Is, yes. you know, well, no, I'm telling other people. <laughs> I'm just telling the co- no, audience no, no. who he is. Yeah, so he's a he's well, a leader would, on the left. I, I, okay, I would
4: I would say uh, obviously uh, Mr. Chomsky has been drinking the COVID cold Kool Aid, and because the problem is, is he's basing all that reasoning and logic on the belief that these are actually real vaccines, which they are not. So he's basing his view on falsely science. The reality of the vaccine is, I call it hack scene is what I call it, because it's a genetic hack. Like if you hack your computer, this is a genetic hack of your God-given genetic code, right? The mRNA uh, vaccines actually uh, alter your DNA permanently. So you basically become a genetically modified organism when you take them. And the problem is, it's, it's the old uh, Joseph Goebbels, Nazi propaganda minister, blame the other side of that which you are guilty because newsflash to all of America and the world, the hacks are the are COVID carrier super spreaders. They're the super spreaders, not the unvaccinated. So if anybody needs to be isolated, it's the people who've already had the, vac- the vaccine, the fake vaccine. They're, when you get the vaccine, the hack team, you instantly start shedding spike proteins everywhere you go. You become a spike protein super spreader. So, for example, pregnant women should, should avoid people who've recently had the vaccination. We've, we've had dozens of cases, cases of pregnant women that spent time around somebody who was recently vaccinated and then they had a miscarriage. Uh, this is happening all over the world right now, people having side effects from being around people who've just been vaccinated.
1: Well, let me so, just jump in. Uh, and th-
4: they're the real, they're the COVID carriers and the superspreaders. They're the danger, and it's proven by places like Israel. Israel has has the highest vaccination rate in the world. So it just came out two days ago. They have a the vaccinated in Israel have a five times higher death rate than the unvaccinated. Okay, this is game over for the vaccine program. Uh, eventually the vaccines are going to have to be banned globally. When you look at the death count, how many people have died? You know, the FDA, their own rules, they're not even following their own rules, by the way. The FDA yeah. is supposed to pull a drug off the market if there are 25 deaths. There's been over 20,000 deaths.
1: Yeah.
4: From this, Dr. Marble, from let, me,
1: let, me, let me interject for a second. We have to take a break. Go ahead. And on the on the issue of sure. the vaccinated, I just want to throw in one news story that came out this morning. Sweden is actually banning travelers from Israel. Because they are, because mm-hmm. they're having such a a, a breakout of, the, you know, whatever variant, uh, and they're all and they're almost all vaccinated. Just to prove your point, when we Correct. come back. By the way, yep. uh, ben, uh, Dr. Marble is the founder of MyFreeDoctor.com. We haven't even talked about that yet, but please write that down, and we will talk about it when we return. MyFreeDoctor.com. Sandy Rios, along with Dr. Ben Marble, we'll be right back.
0: Sandy Rios in the morning on American Family Radio.
5: There's a reason you have to have a doctor to get a prescription for this stuff, because it can be dangerous.
2: Dr. Jason McEllier saying patients are packing southeastern Oklahoma emergency rooms, taking ivermectin doses meant for a full-sized horse, believing false claims it could fight COVID-19.
5: The ERs are so backed up that gunshot victims were having hard times getting to facilities where they could get definitive care, and be treated.
2: Something McEllier says is now backing up small town ambulance systems too.
5: All of their ambulances are stuck at the hospital, waiting for a bed to open so that they can take the patient in and they don't have any, that's it. But if there's no ambulance to come to the call, there's no ambulance to come to the call.
2: McEllier says many of his patients aren't even afraid of ivermectin, using it on their livestock. Now, they're going to their local ag stores, ignoring the warning signs, and figuring out a dosage themselves.
5: So some people taking inappropriate dosages have actually put themselves in worse conditions than if they had caught COVID.
2: Suffering nausea, vomiting, muscle aches, cramping, and that's only in minor cases.
5: The scariest one that I've Heard of and seen is people coming in with vision loss.
2: Even the manufacturer saying there's no scientific or meaningful evidence that ivermectin is effective against the virus, but many store shelves still empty.
5: You have to ask yourself if I take this medicine, what am I going to do if something bad happens? What's your next step? What's your backup plan?
1: All right, so that I'm laughing because that's a KFOR in Oklahoma. And uh, I played that for you earlier this week. And, of course, uh, Rolling Stone magazine was the first one to report that. Now, it turns out the hospital came out saying that Dr. Megalia hasn't even been in that hospital in two months. We have no problem. We have not even treated one person uh, for ivermectin overdose. This is completely false. He made the whole thing up, and yet that's the kind of thing we're facing. And one of the reasons uh, that people are trying to seek ivermectin and some are, are actually using uh, ivermectin that's for horses is because they can't get treatment from their doctors. And so we're going to talk about the kinds of things that MyFreeDoctor.com are offering. And my guest is Dr. Ben Marble. He's the founder of this organization. And I want to get right to that. Dr. Marble, you were telling me during a break uh, that you keep stats on the kinds of uh, what we need to know is numbers. So what kind of success are you having actually giving people medicine?
4: All right, I'll tell you our numbers. Um, Today, we're going to pass 60,000 free doctor consults delivered uh, today, or or doctor visits uh, today. And uh, about 50% of our cases are acute COVID, so that's approximately 30,000 cases of acute COVID. We've only had four patients die. I will say that those four patients didn't even take the medicines we prescribed for them, but I still count them. So that's a survival rate of ninety nine point nine nine percent using so multi drug early treatment with the, the with the yes our our so far our patients ninety nine point nine nine percent have survived using multi drug early treatment protocol the McCulloch protocol which is now commonly now called the Joe Rogan protocol because that's that's what Joe Rogan took Joe Rogan took the protocol I co authored this protocol with Dr McCulloch and many other members of the Free Doctor team. Uh, we released this to the world December 30th of 2020, and uh, that's the protocol we've been following. And it includes ivermectin, it includes hydroxychloroquine, it includes monoclonal antibodies, um, prednisone, doxycycline or ZPAC, pack uh, budesonide, and there's a few other meds. Uh, of course, the over-the-counter supplements, zinc, vitamin C, vitamin D, quercetin, and um, it's three things that we do. One is we provide prescriptions. Two, we provide recommendations on the over-the-counter supplements. And the third thing we do is we give people a simple, free, easy way to communicate with a doctor and, and our staff and to get questions answered and get feedback. So we follow patients along the course of their illness. If they have, you know, oh, I'm vomiting, okay, we can send in some prescriptions for some We tell them what to do. And the combination of these three things, the prescriptions, the over-the-counter sub- supplements, and the ability to talk to us for free, uh, that is what has achieved these 99.99% survival rates. Yeah.
1: That's just incredible, and I just have to interject. We just started the show by talking about what the other side, and they are the other side, what they're saying, and we're talking about what we're saying, and then now we're giving facts to back up what we're saying. And uh, and you're talking about these treatments, and, of course, I told you off the air, my I nearly lost my husband about two months ago uh, with a pneumonia in both lungs, from COVID and uh, it was very frightening. And of course, the hospital did not want to give him ivermectin and I was able to intercede and his life was saved. He was back home in six days. And uh, I, so that's my, my personal story, but that, that, that it works. But it wouldn't be valid just because it worked in my husband's life and I had COVID and took it and I w- recovered also, that's still not valid. We're talking about a group, this is like a study group, uh, you know, the what, the 60,000 people that you have uh, treated uh, this is a study group for this for the outcome. And so I want to ask you about these protocols. You mentioned them quickly, uh, but this like the monoclonal antibodies, is that that's what the Governor DeSantis in Florida is setting up st- uh, stations or portable stations that are going around the state to treat people with. Is that right?
4: Correct. They're all throughout the state. Uh, this is actually a national. it's nationwide. it's available. The uh, government will pay for it, so it's free for the patients. but the problem is, Nobody has been aware of it. Nobody knew it existed, so probably 80% of the supplies were just sitting on shelves going unused because patients were unaware of it. So uh, the governor has certainly uh, ramped up the, the, the uh, PR to let people be aware that this does exist, and he ramped it up in Florida and added more centers, and he's doing a great, wonderful job. Uh, but the but monoclonal, anybody helps. If you get it in the first 10 days of illness, it definitely improves your outcome and your odds of uh, going – the hospital and your odds of death go way down.
1: Okay, so, so, so to be clear, of, of, of okay. Whole, the- but to, to to be clear, people listening, because they're really, as you and I discussed, people are really they're in such turmoil right now. I have to say, when COVID first came, I was a skeptic. I was a skeptic because nobody I knew died of COVID. I knew I had friends that got it, mm-hmm. some, but not that many. But this particular round, it's almost like everyone I know is getting COVID. Is, there, is that because this Delta variant is so contagious, or, or is there another reason?
4: Uh, the Delta the Delta is, is more contagious. It's less deadly than the original, but it is more contagious. But uh, what people don't understand is the entire reason the variants exist is because of the mass vaccination program. You know, a fundamental concept of of, of disease, the, all the disease specialists in the world, the immunologists, the virologists, the guys the infectious disease specialists, they all know, You never do mass vaccination campaigns during the middle of a pandemic. A simple way of explaining it to people is basically the COVID vaccine, the hack vaccines, they essentially make you allergic to COVID in the middle of a pandemic. Think of it like that. Is being allergic to COVID in the middle of a pandemic a good idea? The answer is no. So that every time somebody who's had the vaccine gets a subsequent variant, they're going to get sicker and sicker. When I say you get sicker and sicker, there's a thing called antibody-dependent enhancement, uh, and in the research animals, they did find it first when they got these vaccines, but when they were subsequently exposed to uh, COVID viruses uh, and, and coffee the infection, they developed antibody-dependent enhancement, and all the animals died, okay? Nothing changed as that time passed, and then they started using these in humans. There were no uh, really... There was not a significant amount of animal trials. The few trials they did, the animals died, and then they started using them on their people. So it's really frightening and disturbing. Um, so basically, every time, every cold season, every variant that comes around, if you've already had the vaccination, the probability of you dying goes way up. So the, there's a theory uh, that everybody who's had the vaccine, or not necessarily everybody, but the majority of people that have gotten it, over the next two to three years may wind up dying from it. There's also mm. concern that it, they will make people sterile, and they concentrate in the ovaries and testicles, and we're already seeing uh, major problems with decreased sperm counts and increased ovarian cancers and other things in people who have received these. So it's pretty disturbing uh, that that's happening. And uh, you know, the bottom line is, if you look at openbears.com, they're just not safe. You know, any drug you give, yeah. the first thing you want to know is, is it safe? And then the second thing you want to know is, does it work for what it's supposed to do? One, these aren't safe. We've had over 20,000 deaths. Two, they don't work. You're supposed to have over 50% effectiveness to actually be legally declared a vaccine. And It looks like the effectiveness is, is around 40% on these as far as actually preventing infection. You know, real vaccines actually prevent you from getting the disease. This is where people are getting, you know, People are starting to wake up. Now they're pushing a fourth shot. It's going to be a fifth shot. Before you know it, you're going to be getting your 50th shot. This makes no sense at all, and it's just bad medicine, okay?
1: Well, it's worse. So that's the it's bottom a- line
4: on the and probably a- I, w- I wanted to say something about iver- ivermectin. Ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine, as far as them being unsafe, that is absurd. More people die every year from Tylenol than have died from ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine combined. since they were invented. So in one year you get more deaths from Tylenol, which is over-the-counter, than in all the years both of those drugs have existed. Hydroxychloroquine is very safe. Pregnant women can take it. It's over-the-counter in many countries. Ivermectin is very safe. Uh, um, Pregnant women can't take ivermectin, but other than that, it's a very safe, good, effective drug. And they're trying to vilify it. Why? Because if... If there is an an FDA-approved drug, they would have never been able to get emergency use authorization for the vaccine. That would have never been able to happen because if there's any treatment, you can't do an emergency use authorization. So basically, the pharmaceutical companies had billions of dollars on the line. They had to vilify hydroxychloroquine. They have to vilify ivermectin. Otherwise, their EUAs get pulled on these fake vaccines.
1: You know, let me jump in and just say that on ivermectin, oh, I don't want to get sidetracked on it too much, but the, the guy that found it, founded mm-hmm. it, discovered it, won the Nobel Prize. They said it was like a miracle drug. And now they're saying, you know, now they're claiming it's so bad, which is really, you just explained why that is. They could not get the vaccine approved if there were any proper treatment. And that's why all your doctors tell you, because uh, the FDA and the CDC have told them there's no proper treatment. And so they, they, uh, they just parrot that. And I, so here's the question I get all the time because it's getting harder to find hydroxychloroquine or to get it, hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin. Mm-hmm. Uh, so do you guys, when you guys, yes. uh, at myfreedoctor.com, when you prescribe it, where do you send people?
4: Well, it is getting more, you know, I would say a year ago about 20% of pharmacies would refuse to fill those two drugs. It's getting a little more difficult now. But we're still able, we have ways of, of getting, getting the medications to people. The pr- problem is if you tell people the ways, then they work actively to shut them down.
1: Right, right.
4: It, it's like whack-a-bowl, uh, you know. So, yeah, uh, there's mail-order no pharmacies, pharmacies that will overnight the meds to people. There's the mom-and-pop pharmacies that are way more uh, amenable to, to to allowing the, you know, the patients have the right to try these meds. Uh, my perspective on it, you know, if you want to try a medicine, uh, you should have the right to do so. so well, isn't that the law? Um, I mean, isn't I, there
1: a right, right to try? We, I mean, isn't that the yeah. law or was it an, I don't know, was it an executive order that President Trump signed or if it was a... I honestly don't know if it was, it was legislated. Yeah. Okay, so you have a right to try. So how they can cut people off from these medications just really stuns me. And it should make people wonder. I, I, it's amazing to me how people just fold and listen to this. When even on its face, we talk, we, you, could, you and I could do an entire show about all the contradictions. Like, for instance, that Israel all has... all day long about this. E- exactly. Mm-hmm. So something's wrong here. And I'm just, we, this is what we want people to understand. And Dr. Marble has started this, uh, myfreedoctor.com, which is growing and growing. And I've heard such good things about it, uh, Dr. Marble. I think uh, when we return, I want us to talk about how it works. Uh, do you, I'll just ask you a simple Sorry. question. Do you, can you treat people in all 50 states...
4: We do. We treat people for free, all 50 states. Yes, ma'am.
1: All right. And so you treat people for free. And are you are you just talking about COVID or are you talking about all kinds of uh, illnesses and things that you um, need to see a doctor we, we for? We can
4: handle anything. Certainly, COVID is the primary thing we deal with. But uh, anything that's appropriate for telemedicine, we can handle. And I would say, you know, if there's things that are, are not appropriate for telemedicine, then we can, we can refer the patient to whoever they need to see to... You know, if they need to see a cardiologist, we can refer to a cardiologist or to a pulmonologist or IBGYN or whatever.
1: So I, I I mentioned this before, but I just spoke to a doctor not long ago who I recommended her to you because she's so frustrated mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, has a, she wants to help people and she knows that what's happening is not true. So I'm just curious, are you looking for doctors? If there are doctors listening, are you guys looking for good doctors to join y- you?
4: Y- yes. Yes, we are. We. we- See, I call it the falsy doctors versus the free doctors because we have <laughs> the falsy doctors, like the doctor who called in about the horse face out in Texas. That guy's clearly a falsy doctor. That was a whole made up story. They follow the falsy science, and uh, there's, the peop- there's the doctors who don't follow the falsy science. What people need to understand is over the past year and a half, this has been the, the healthcare Super Bowl of our lifetime. And 99% of doctors in America have sat on the sidelines. If you get sick with COVID, you call that doctor. They tell you, don't come to my office. I'm afraid I might catch COVID from you. So don't come here. Uh, uh, We're not going to give you any treatment. You get no treatment. Don't come to our office because we're cowards. We're selfish. We don't want to help patients. And uh, if you're dying, go to the ER. That's what I've heard this same story thousands of times from patients all across America. That's the falsy doctors talking. They won't treat you if you get COVID, yet they're going to tell you to take an experimental poison. That's absurd. Okay? So the real doctors, the free doctors across America are finding us and joining our team, and they're standing up for sanity and early treatment, and, and we're the guys that are going to deliver early treatment. and, and, and so, you know, We're using low-cost generic meds that have been around for decades that we know are safe. Uh, and they do help. There's no question they help. We have 99.99% survival yeah. statistics. Ask it, Joe Rogan if our protocol helped. He took <laughs> our right. protocol. He knows it helped.
1: And yeah, we'll have to talk about that. We need to talk about Joe. And then there was another talk show host in uh, Nashville, Tennessee, who just died. And I, I you probably know about that, uh, Dr. Marble. Uh, I, I didn't. I wasn't acquainted with him, but uh, they, the he was talking. He was against the vaccine, and so there was much delight, really, I think, when he died. So uh, people are all over the map with this, but it's myfreedoctor.com, myfreedoctor.com. We are not quitting because we have a lot more to talk about. I want to talk to you about remdesivir and what happens when you go to the hospital. I want to talk to you about the effect on fertility uh, and uh, some other things, so stay tuned. Sandy Rios in the morning on AFR Talk.
5: don't forget
0: to connect with Sandy Rios in the morning on Facebook or email Sandy at Sandy at AFR.net. That's Sandy at AFR.net. Sandy Rios in the morning on American Family Radio. A Cook County judge here at the Daily Center has stripped a Chicago mom of her parenting time because she's refused to get the COVID vaccination shot.
5: I miss my son um, more than anything. Um, It's been very difficult. I haven't seen him since August 10th.
0: August 10th, that's the day Rebecca Furlitt appeared in court via Zoom, along with her ex-husband, for a child support hearing involving their 11-year-old son. Now, the two share custody, or had shared custody, in parenting time 50-50. She says out of the blue, Cook County Judge James Shapiro asked her whether she'd been vaccinated. She told him no, she had not, because she's had bad reactions to vaccines in the past. Judge Shapiro then ordered that she be stripped of all parenting time with her son until she gets vaccinated. Over the past two weeks, she's been able to talk to him on the phone via video call, but she has not seen her son in person. Furlitt is now appealing that order, saying the judge has no business taking away her parenting rights simply because she's not vaccinated.
5: I think it's wrong. It, it had nothing to do with what we were talking about, and he was placing his, his views on me in taking my son away from me.
1: But in this case, you have a judge without any matter before him regarding the parenting time of the child, deciding, oh, you're not vaccinated, you don't get to see your child until you are vaccinated. That kind of exceeds his jurisdiction.
0: We talked to the attorney representing the father, Jeffrey Levin. You'll be hearing from him next hour. He says they were as surprised by this as any, but they support that decision by the judge, saying that given the pandemic, uh, the child should be protected from an unvaccinated mother. We also reached out to the judge and the chief judge's office. They say they cannot comment on this case because it is ongoing. Live at the Daily Center, Dane Placco, Fox 32 Chicago.
1: All right, that's a story from my hometown. Now, just to, to give the caveat on that, the judge actually had to change his mind because of the blowback. Uh, but you can see where this is yeah. headed. And there are very real costs to people, just regular people. You email me every day about j- losing jobs. Some of you in the military who are facing terrible decisions, uh, those of you that are policemen and firefighters and uh, people in, uh, you know, there, there are all kinds of prices to be paid if you don't follow the party line. And you can see that if you don't bend... Uh, you will pay that price. My guest is Dr. Ben Marble. He has founded MyFreeDoctor.com. These doctors will give you real care. They have a 99.9% rate of people living through COVID uh, from their treatments. In fact, you were just talking about how Joe Rogan, uh, t- I didn't know he took your treatment. Can you just say a word about that?
4: Well, I don't even know if he's aware that he took our treatment, but we oh. co-authored <laughs> okay. the protocol, the McCullough protocol, and released it to the world uh, last year. And it's exactly what everything he took is on our protocol. Uh, so, um, which, you know, the monoclonal antibody, the ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine. Uh, I don't know if he took hydroxychloroquine, but uh, the thing is, is you you customize the protocol for each patient. So some patients will get the hydroxychloroquine, some won't. But most patients get the monoclonal antibody ivermectin, prednisone, Z-Pak, maybe budesonide. of course, the vitamins, zinc, uh, vitamin C, vitamin D, per Uh And there's a few other drugs that we, you know, sometimes use like uh, colchicine or uh, uh Pepsid. Um, sometimes we give, uh, everybody also should take an aspirin. Uh, of course, you know, we customize it for each patient. Some patients can't take aspirin, for example, like if you're, you know, 12-year-old, you shouldn't take aspirin uh and sometimes patients you know you think of here's the thing with covid it's the two big problems are inflammation and clot so we use anti-inflammatories and anti-clotting drugs we have plenty of anti-inflammatory medications we can use and we have plenty of anti-clotting medications we can use and we also use antivirals to help reduce the viral load those are the three main types of drugs that help and so we use all those in combination people who tout one drug as a miracle cure you just just know that they're 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 not necessarily lying. Maybe they believe in it or whatever, but there is no one miracle cure drug. We have to use multiple drugs in combination. That's been the standard of care for viral illnesses for decades. For example, in HIV, there's multiple combination drugs you use to help treat HIV. Same thing goes with COVID.
1: Yeah, let's talk about a different drug for a different purpose because uh as we've already said, uh the doctors now will not give medication. It's really shameful. They send you home and they tell you, "Well, if you get really worried and if you feel like you really must have medicine, come to the hospital." And when you go to the hospital, the treatment that is uh mandated by Dr. Fauci and the people around him is Remdesivir among other things. And so I just uh, was it came to my attention just this week that Remdesivir causes kidney failure, organ failure, a, a whole list Correct. of things that people are attributing to COVID symptoms. Can you just say a word about remdesivir?
4: Well, well this is a common thing. People want to blame the side effects uh, of COVID sometimes on the medicines they take. But remdesivir specifically, has a 20 th- you have a 20 times higher rate of kidney failure with remdesivir. Horrible drug. You know, brand new drug with that high of a kidney failure rate, it should have already been pulled off the market as well. Yet they keep pushing on everybody. Why? Hospitals get higher reimbursement rates if you get rid of desivir. That's a a federal thing. So there's all sorts of mo- monetary motivation for these hospitals to give these drugs that's not in the benefit of the patient. It's all about money. And that's that's the big thing about this whole whole uh COVID thing is if you call it the money, uh that's the issue that seems to be motivating the FDA, the CDC, uh, and the hospitals. You know, over and hospitals as well. That's what I say, falsy science, falsy doctors, yeah. falsy hospitals. I'm afraid to let my patients go to the hospital because the hospital might kill them if they go to the wrong hospital, oh. and they. You know, one of the first things they do is they stop all the things. You know, we don't have many of our patients to wind up in the hospital. Every once in a while it happens, but uh, when it does happen, a lot of the times. The first thing they do is they stop everything that we've been doing.
1: No interest. It's a
4: weird. It's a very strange, odd scenario that's never happened before, where you're actually afraid for your patient to go to the hospital because uh, they do everything wrong at the hospital.
1: Yes, I had. I don't want to make this. I'll just say, my husband got sick. uh, We were in Texas, and we were. I was at a meeting, and uh, meetings for a weekend. And I was uh, when Mm -hmm. he started. I knew he was deathly ill. But I was scared to death to take him to the hospital, and I got him back home. And uh, when we, we found out he had COVID, because I didn't know what the problem was, uh, I was afraid to take him to the <clears> hospital. <throat> we took him, I drove 40 minutes to get to a hospital that I knew would give him better treatment, but they still gave remdesivir and would not give ivermectin, and I had to intercede to get that done. So people have to be proactive. You're right. The hospitals will actually let people die. Uh, we've been hearing about this since the early stages of COVID when people were dying in New York. And we finally realized that the respirators were being misused and misapplied. And yeah. so it was like well, a death sentence. they'll take you in the room and then
4: they, won't, then they won't let anybody go in your room. They'll leave you in a room by yourself, not give you any treatment, and won't let your family come visit you. And then you die alone by yourself. It's crazy.
1: It is crazy. It's yeah. horrible. I want to talk about a couple of other things because people will want to know about this. I uh, told, uh, this is just one story. Uh, there's a little boy who's 13 years old. He's from Saginaw County, uh, Michigan. Uh, he took a second dose of COVID-19, and three days after that, uh, he died in his sleep. The autopsy is showing that he has um, he has uh, uh, fluid around his lungs. And, of course, they're saying it isn't because of the vaccine, but now he's dead. There was nothing wrong with him prior to this. So my question for you is just to ask you what I've already read about Dr. Marble And that is the effect on children, the vaccinations, the danger for children. Say a word about that.
4: Well, um, so did this child get the vaccine?
1: Yeah, he just had taken the second dose. Uh,
4: Yeah, of COVID. uh, There you go. There you have it. Well, they're going to blame his death on anything other than the vaccine. You could get the shot. You know, if you get the shot and you die within 14 days of getting the shot, they don't blame it on the shot. It's not counted in the official statistics. This is, is It's crazy. You know, the shots are killing people. That's the simple fact. Um, yeah. So do kids need, kids have a almost 100%, you know, it's like 99.999% survival rate with children in COVID. No child needs, needs a COVID vaccine. The only people who would, should even consider it is if you're over the age of 60 or so and you have a bunch of high-risk health problems, then maybe you could make the argument that maybe you need a vaccine if it was safe and didn't kill you. Then maybe that argument would make sense. But children do not need vaccine. Period. End of discussion. It's crazy for parents to give their children these experimental, you know, these experimental vaccines. You, you remember the drugs thalidomide in the late '60s? I do. was FDA approved. They they gave it to everybody, and then lo and behold, all these women got pregnant and they started having children that didn't have arms and legs.
1: Yes, that's and right. It
4: turned out it was caused by thalidomide. Now thalidomide. Mm-hmm. You can Google thalidomide, you'll see some pretty horrifying pictures that show the results of that. But thalidomide only killed around 10,000 people. These uh, mRNA vaccines have already killed twice as many people as thalidomide impacted. So it's already far worse than thalidomide. So they need to be banned uh, as soon as possible. I think we've already won the argument, and the average person by now has already made up their mind that you're either going to take it or you're not going to take it. So I think the the... the, the you know, really kind of, for most people, they've already decided, but they're they're just not safe. I wouldn't, I have not recommended a single dose of vaccine for a single patient, okay, because I was taught in residency not to recommend any new drugs for any of your patients for at least five years. If they've been on the market for five years, then you know if they're actually safe or not, because uh, a lot of times drugs are released early. So it might be a great example. And so you don't know the true safety until it's been on the market for a few years. So I told all of our patients back in December, I am not recommending these vaccines for anyone. We'll reassess in six months and we'll look at the safety data. And if it looks safe, then I'll say, hey, I was wrong. They're, they're great. Go ahead and take it. Well, six months later, 10, over 10,000 deaths. I was like, whoa, glad I didn't recommend this for anybody because guess what? These drugs are killing people. Thousands and thousands of people. Yeah. Dr. Marble. Pot, drugs, pulmonary embolism, et
1: cetera. I have to, yes. I have to ask you. I am, I, uh, you know, uh, I'm not a doctor, so early on I was neutral on this. I, I didn't, I had determined I didn't want to take one, uh, but I didn't want to criticize people for making that choice because it sounded like, you know, they said just, what, 96% uh, keeps you from catching COVID and people were dying, you know. And so I didn't suggest it, but I didn't. I was neutral. I'm not neutral anymore. But a lot of people that I know, friends, family members, have been vaccinated. Mm -hmm. And how do you speak to them? So how do you speak to them? Because what we're saying is pretty frightening.
4: Yeah. I joke with my sister. I tell her she's a mutant now. I'm like, you're a genetically modified organism now. How how does that feel? You're, You're a literal mutant. I mean, if you have altered DNA, that's the definition of the word mutant, right? So... Uh, you know, I think taking something that alters your genetic code is a bad idea. It seems like common sense to me, but apparently not to some people. Um,
1: but now the that they've time, done that, you know, the now time. that they've done it, though, and what? they've know, they've learned more about it, I, I, how are they supposed to feel about this? I mean, is this just a sense of dread or is there any kind of hope or... Anything that you can Well, I
4: think that a lot of them have buyer's remorse, and so that's part of why they want to guilt everybody who hasn't taken it into taking it. You know, if you look at globally, there's approximately 8 billion people on the planet, and according to the numbers I saw, around 4 billion people have already taken it. So we have half a planet that's hacked, half the planet's unhacked. So we have a two-class planet now. Uh, the problem is, if the antibody-dependent enhancement I was talking about earlier is right, and and the majority of those people wind up dying over the next two to three years, uh, th- you know, that's going to be the greatest mass die-off in the history of the world. You know, you, you, we've never had two billion people suddenly die in a, a one or two year time frame. That's never happened, and that will overwhelm all healthcare systems and cause a cause the greatest depression in human history. I would think, if that actually comes to fruition. Now, so the only question is, is do we know, is, is will 100% of the people who got the vaccine die in two or three years, or will it be 1% that die, or 50%? That's the only question. Now, the numbers we're looking at right now, out of Israel, Israel is the most vaccinated country in the world. The majority of the people there have already had three shots, and their death rate is five times higher than the unvaccinated. They have a death rate almost of 1%, I think it was 0.9%. But that's only nine months after the program started. If, if, if given the conspiracy theory here, if they, these shots are designed to kill on purpose over two to three years, slowly, so that then you can blame all the deaths on variants, that's a pretty brilliant plan. It's evil, but it's pretty brilliant because, you, as you know, all these deaths are already being blamed on variants. The Delta variant is caused by the vaccines. It wouldn't exist without them. I don't know if people understand that. Most people don't seem to understand that. It's, it's, no. All the variants are here because of the vaccine. Well, we're so we never overwhelmed. We're,
1: we're so overwhelmed mm-hmm. with information. Sometimes it insp- it's very hard yeah. for people to keep this straight. I do this every day, and it's hard for me to keep it straight. But let me say once again, because we have to say goodbye, Dr. Ben... Marble is the founder of MyFreeDoctor.com. MyFreeDoctor.com, you go for a free consultation. You don't have to have insurance, and then you give a donation. If you like what they did and you want to help them, uh, you give them a donation. Did I get that right, Dr. Marble?
4: Yes, ma'am. You know, I would say uh, fear has no place. Fear has no place here in the land of the free and the home of the brave.
1: We're here to give people hope. Amen. Amen to that. Dr. Ben Marble, Sandy Rios in the morning on AFR Talk.